AI is becoming more and more accessible and accepted in the workplace, but how about places of worship or to answer spiritual questions? We're talking about it this morning with Steele Billings. Steele is the head of AI at Glue that seeks to equip churches to responsibly navigate AI in their ministries. And good morning, Steele. Good morning. It is a, it's an honor to have you with us. This is a fascinating subject um, and one that I think is uh, probably shrouded in a lot of mystery because I don't think most of us understand exactly what is artificial intelligence or AI. Could you maybe start with that and give us a, you know, a little bit of a background of exactly what we're dealing with? Well, there's, it's a great place to start. There's a lot of ways that you can define artificial intelligence. The world today is hearing about this boom of what's called uh, a generative artificial intelligence, which means that you can use machines now to create content for you, such right. as uh, you know, creating documents, creating graphics, images, videos. Artificial intelligence, I think it's really important for people to understand how it is created. And in short, there's very large... Imagine downloading the entire internet into a spreadsheet and then a machine analyzing that in a millisecond every time you ask it a question. Now, the important thing is to know, well, who chose what information went into that spreadsheet? And exactly. are there any biases that went into it? And what corporations might have what biases? Those are the important questions that we should be asking around artificial intelligence. Hmm. Yeah, it's it's a compilation of of knowledge that has already been uploaded. It's it's. I think there is some fear that artificial intelligence is a is an independent, sentient computer program that thinks on its own, acts on its own, and and uh, you know creates on its own. But it, it's it's a case of where it just compiles information already uploaded. Correct. 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 And and right. there's really two forms of artificial intelligence. You know, you have. Uh, narrow AI, which means it does really what we what we ask it to do, right? And those biases can still play a role. Mm -hmm. But in general, artificial intelligence does what we ask it to do. Now, there's a lot of corporations who are publicly uh, working toward what's called general AI. And general AI means that artificial intelligence starts to do things that we didn't necessarily ask it to do, but still in a safe and compliant way. And so uh, we're not yet to general AI. We don't know if we will ever get there. A lot of people believe that maybe we still won't get there but a lot of corporations are actively working to get us there. Absolutely. So, Steele, you did some research uh, with Barna regarding the acceptance of AI, and I want to delve into that just a little bit. Um, is there a resistance to using AI in ministry settings? I would say at this point, yes. There is still generally a resistance to it. Uh, and, and, you know, it's it's well uh, thought and, and considered. Um, I wouldn't say that it's um, a resistance that is uninformed, although there is still a lot of education needed. But we did do this research. Uh, Barn has been doing research for the last several decades, and they just recently um, did this project just to help church leaders go, you know, hey, what are people's sentiments around artificial intelligence so that we can better navigate how and when to use AI? Should we be talking about it from the pulpit, for example? And, uh, you know, there's some striking differences, right? Like such as the difference of should I use it in ministry? Should I use it in my personal life in general? Should I use it at work? Um, and then even generational divides. Yeah, we, we saw significant variances in all of those areas. So what's the general consensus? Uh, is it something that should be used as a tool to sharpen our communication or is it to be avoided? Well, I would say that at Glue, we like to say 
one that God is not surprised by artificial intelligence. And so it is, we see it as a moral imperative to use these types of tools, right? There's a stewardship element to this to say, hey, this, this is a tool that exists in our day and age. And so how can we use it to glorify God? What are God's purposes for artificial mm-hmm. intelligence? But there are a lot of safeguards still required to put around it before we can just kind of say, hey, broadly, yes, everybody should be using AI. And the, the data and the research reflects that. There's a lot of hesitancy to use it for things like spiritual questions, right? We're not quite comfortable with using it for answering questions about Scripture. And a lot of that comes from that trust that, that you talked about at the very beginning, which is where's that source of information coming from, and do we trust the organizations that are building it? Hmm. So, Steele, in your estimation, what, in what ways can ministries use AI right now? What, what's something that you find it to be very helpful? Well, we see a lot of ministries using it for content creation, for example. There's a whole Facebook group around it where thousands of ministry leaders and practitioners are using it to build social media posts or, you know, help them with their weekend graphics, for example. Um, they're helping, you know, build curriculum. Uh, these are areas that they feel really safe, right? Um, where we start to get into gray areas would be such as using it for sermon research. Um, certainly, if people start to use it to create sermons, for example— Right. You start to ask questions mm-hmm. of, hey, where's the where's the line drawn there? You know, mm-hmm. versus discerning and really feeling like you're you're spending time with the Lord to prepare what it is that you should say that weekend versus everybody being able to say something encouraging to people because AI told them something encouraging they could say. Um, I'll tell you one really cool pit place that we're starting to see AI be used is in an area that's not so much about saving time or saving money, right? Maybe some of those those areas that can sometimes come from a selfish uh, place, but instead we start to ask questions of how can this enrich? How can it enrich Mm -hmm. my journey with Jesus, right? Not speed up my journey with Jesus. And so we're starting to see a whole lot of technologies come online that really focus on areas like spiritual growth, you know, helping somebody grow closer to God. And I think one of the things that you you touched on, especially when we're dealing with Issues of scripture building, you know, helping to punch up, if you will, sermon notes, and and even in our job of talking about spiritual issues is the old phrase, uh, you know, trust but verify. Um, allow the programming to you know to make notes, answer questions, and so forth, but always go back to the source to make sure. If you read something that seems a little questionable, verify it against actual scripture, right? Amen. Amen. Yeah, that's a great word. So, so Steele, one thing I was wondering about with this is just when you ask a spiritual question, do you have to say, I want it, the answer from a Christian perspective? Or how do you, I mean, because there's all sorts of faiths. So do you get a conglomeration of all faiths or how does that work? Yeah. Yeah. So great question. Um, in your case, you're asking, you know, a lot of when we say, are you using AI, a lot of people immediately default to, are you using a chat GPT, which is if you go to chat.openai.com, that's where you where most people find chat GPT, you can download the app too. Um, that's an example of how a lot of people are using AI. And you can ask it those questions. Google even has it now. So when you go to Google, the very first thing that pops up is an AI generated response. So a lot of people mm. didn't even know that. Um, so when you ask it those mm. questions, it is best to give it context, right? To say, hey, I'm, I am asking from a Christian perspective, and therefore you're most likely to get a very Christian-centric response. It is important to test 
different tools. So don't just use ChatGPT. Don't just use Google. Uh, there's others out there that a lot in the in the uh, Christian church like, which is Claude. Um, that's another tool that's that's out there. And um, uh, what's important is that a lot of these organizations are already built with a Christian bias. So a lot of people are concerned that maybe it will have another religion or an agnostic bias. A lot of these tools already have a Christian bias, which means that when it comes to all the religious data and information that they've ingested, at least what they've publicly said, is that they have more Christian information and data in there than any other religion. And so the response defaults oftentimes um, to some sort of Christian response. But very I interesting. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's interesting. It, it's complicated, uh, or it can be complicated, but it's actually relatively simple um, in an overview. Uh, so, knowing that that AI in general uses information that has been already presented and uploaded into various computer servers around the world, how can we as Christians help to upload and influence truthful? biblical-based information so that AI can use that as a reference point? Is there is there an easy way to do that, or is that left up to people with higher pay grades? Well, it is it is certainly an area that Christians can play a role, right? So the, the Christian church does have a role to play in this. Keep in mind that a couple of decades ago, which was not that long ago for most of us, right? Right. A couple of decades ago, we were asking questions of, should we be using the Internet as Christians? Should should <laughs> Internet play a role? That's true. Yeah. yeah. Mind you that artificial intelligence is mostly based on Internet-based information. And so imagine if we would have chosen to sit out that Internet age and not put our sermons online, not put our church websites and doctrines online, mm-hmm. right? The, these artificial intelligence models would be lacking all of that Christian context. And so it's really, really important, one, that, that we said yes and adopted that technology. and We pursued God's purposes for that technology back then. And today we're seeing the same thing. We are seeing dozens of organizations rising up saying, the way that we help the world 10, 15, 20 years from now is by flooding it with Christian truth, right? Because artificial intelligence gives you information, and it's really, really important that that information has a source of truth. And we as Christians have this moral imperative to say the Word of God is the source of truth. And so how do we flood these AI models with that? Um, there are many organizations at work um, doing just that. The average person is probably not going to make that big of a difference in some of these really large AI models, you know, when they're maybe flooding it with content. But there are organizations at work doing just that. Wow. This is really a fascinating discussion. So, Steele, with your organization, Glue, how do you help organizations think through some of these questions? And are you available to anybody? Do you have an online presence where people can find out more information? We sure do. Yeah, great question. So we... Just this past year, we launched something called the AI and the Church Initiative, which aims uh, church leaders at AI-related content, resources, tools that we have vetted, and not just us, but all of our partners have also vetted. Uh, It's a very collaborative initiative. We did something called the AI and the Church Hackathon, where Christian developers and engineers came together, and we put together something called the AI and the Church Hub. And you can find more about that at glue, G-L-O-O dot U-S forward slash AI. Uh, it's a free resource that's out there, really aimed at helping church leaders navigate all of the content, videos, podcasts, and even some of the technologies they should track. 
Awesome. Mm -hmm. Thank you uh, for the research. Thank you for being on the, dare I say, the cutting edge of helping us as Christians to understand it, not be afraid of Mm -hmm. it, and to use it uh, to bring glory to God. I really appreciate all that you do, and and, uh, thank you for spending some time with us today. Absolutely. We appreciate you guys so much. Thanks very much for having us. 